0: And I want to bring a kind of a family theme uh, type message here tonight. And again, uh, hopefully uh, help us to understand some things about children, but also uh, look at this thought, how some fare uh, differently as they grow up. How some fare differently as they grow up. And uh, we see a verse that deals with growing up. And so I want to start there in Psalm 144. And uh, verse number 12, Psalm 144, and verse number 12, the Bible says that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. The Bible says in verse 12, it says that our sons may be as plants grown up. I want to speak tonight on how some fare, fare differently as they grow up let's pray as we consider this thought father thank you again for your word here tonight thank you again for the opportunity we have to be able to look in the lives of some different people here in the bible and see how they uh, again they they uh, turned out if you would differently as they grew up and again some would wonder why and we certainly ask sometimes why some turn out it seems as they call it and some don't turn out as well or however it might be, or some uh, seemingly fail to grow up. Help us, again, by your grace to be able to can, uh, rightly divide the truth and consider some lives of some um, young people that did grow up and how they did and how they fared. Again, help the word of God to be a blessing. Help the hear. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Now as we think about this subject of growing up, everybody in time grows up. Now there may be some that truly don't grow up, and again that may have to do with their mental capability. They may reach a a childish age as a person, and they may not grow up in a sense. But here in the Bible it talks about growing up, and it talks about our sons, and and, and they may be as plants that grow up in their youth. And it also mentions of daughters and how they become uh, cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. And so in time, people grow up. And and growth is normal and growth is good. Oliver Cromwell said this about growth. He says, said, uh, he who ceases to be better ceases to be good. He that ceases to be better ceases to be good. So we should be in a pattern of continual growth advancing spiritually or maybe plateauing for a bit spiritually but we should be again in a place where going forward in a spiritual sense and so again as we talk about growing up Matthew Henry says about growing he said concerning this particular passage he says it is pleasant to see them as plants not as weeds and not as thorns speaking of These sons, it's pleasant to see them as plants, not weeds, not thorns. And so we want our children to grow up, but we don't want them to become thorns or weeds, but plants. Plants that flourish, plants that produce fruit, healthy plants, plants that can reproduce. And certainly, again, we understand that people grow up and people grow up differently. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11, When you reach an age of maturity, you will make choices. Make choices of your own. Make choices, again, and not that you don't make choices of your own now, but I'm saying you'll make choices of your own, but your choices, again, that will change the course of your life. They'll change your future. That can change the course or direction of where you're going or where you'll be someday. And so we see with Moses here as someone who matured, someone who grew up. And so we're just going to look here briefly at just a few verses here to begin with in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 23. Speak about Moses. as It says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of reward. And uh, it goes on and talks a little bit more about that. By faith he forsook Egypt. And uh, again, uh, we see here in the Bible... Moses, in a sense, growing up. It says there in verse number 24, when he was come to years. He's come to years. He's come to a place where he can make his own choices. He could make his own way. He could decide what he wanted to do or not want to do. And you see there, he makes some choices in life. In verse number 24, he refused to become uh, called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And so, again, that certainly would have been probably a shock to Pharaoh's daughter, there who named him Moses, being drawn out of the water. But it says there he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, I just want you to notice this in the Bible. When someone, again, grows up, they make choices. They refuse. They choose, as it mentions there, verse number 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. And so he didn't choose to be a prince. Ruler, He chose to be a person of faith. And so he chose that when he was mature, when he had matured. And uh, by faith, he did these things, as it mentions here throughout this passage. In fact, in verse number 27, it says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, but endured as seeing him who is invisible. And so there you find Moses, in a sense, growing up. Now, Moses grew up a lot different than most children grow up. You find there in the Bible, again, him at a very early age was adopted by this woman. And again, I'm not going to go into uh, going back to Genesis to show you this, but I mean, Exodus to show you this. But uh, nonetheless, he grew up as a prince. He grew up in a place of royalty. He grew up in a place where he was, again, in a position where... They, I believe, wanted him to be the prince there in this particular dynasty who would take over for a king and all those kind of things. But Moses chose not to be a prince. He chose to be a Christian. He chose to be a person of faith. He chose to suffer affliction, the Bible says, with the people of God. And so he chose to be one of the people of God. And when people are old enough, they can choose to be a person of faith or person who rejects the faith or continues in the faith or whatever it might be Uh, we see again with people growing up people grow up differently in different uh, situations certainly Moses's life would have been very different than any of us experience in life he grew up again as, as a royal person he grew up with money he grew up with pleasures he grew up with again training that would have been for him and for his future But he grew up and when he grew up he decided he wanted to be something other than a prince he wanted to be something he wanted to be numbered with the people of god now as we think about people growing up we want our children if you turn over to matthew chapter 10 and also god's children certainly to mature to get to a stage where you would call them wise wise children wise Sons and daughters, grown up. Cornerstones, again here, or plants. If you would, as you, if you would use the terms are in Psalm 144. But uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse number 16, as we grow up, we need God's wisdom and we need to deal wisely. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And it would be good for our children as they grow up to become wise as serpents, just like, again, God's people need to be wise as serpents, but also harmless as doves. Both children and Christians should be maturing and growing. It's a blessing to see children mature to the place that they're wise, as children and uh, wise as adults. One of the general goals of a Christian's life should be to grow in character and to grow and mature into a place where we are wise, and wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But as we consider here tonight how some fare differently as they grow up, I want us to consider some patterns of individuals growing up, and we'll consider a few different examples of some children that grew up and again some familiar ones but i think we can learn from them here tonight let's turn to first samuel chapter one we'll consider first of all someone who grew up in a temple this would be like maybe a little bit like someone growing up in church or maybe growing up in a preacher's home or growing up in a in a religious setting uh, we find here in first samuel chapter one as you turn over there that, uh, again, Samuel grew up very differently than most people in this world. He grew up, again, to be a Nazarite, and he grew up, again, as a firstborn. He grew up, again, in a place where he didn't live in his father and mother's house very long. As we find here in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse number 28, the Bible says this concerning Samuel. It says in verse 28, Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, and he worship the Lord there. And so we find here in the Bible, again, Samuel's life being one of lent to the Lord, borrowed to the Lord, given to the Lord, directed to the Lord, was not necessarily his choice, it was his parents' choice. And Samuel, again, began to grow up in that setting. And again, you'll, we can read just a little bit more about it in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 11. We'll look at some verses here in, in chapter 2. But uh, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 11, he grew up in a setting where he lived with some other boys. And uh, he lived in Eli's house. In verse 11, it says, And Elkanah went to Ramah, to his house. And the Lord did minister unto the Lord before Eli, the priest. Now the sons of Eli were sons of Eli. They knew not the Lord. And the priest's custom with the people was that when, they, when any man offered sacrifice, the, priest, uh, the priest's servant came. And while the flesh was seething with the flesh hook of uh, three teeth in his hand, they struck it into the pan, the kettle, or the cauldron, or the pot, and all the flesh hook brought up for the priest took he for himself. So they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that have come thither. And I just want to just mention here about, again, uh, his upbringing. After he was weaned, the Bible talks about him being weaned and that sort of thing. And you Go back to chapter 1 and you'll see that. He's brought again to live with Eli and to, uh, with Eli's sons. And you find there in the Bible, again, he was to live with the priests. He was to eat with the priests. He was give the provisions of the priests. And the Bible says, again here, of Eli's children, it says, verse number 12, it says, Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. So these weren't average children that he grew up with. His peers, if you would, were not spiritual at all. They should have been spiritual, but they weren't. They were carnal. It talks about them sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. Now we'll find out here a little later that Samuel's in the same place. He knows not the Lord. He's again being raised by Eli, and these two sons are with him, and they know not the Lord. But yet you'll find him growing up differently in in direction to how these turned out. Let's look at verse number 17, verse number 18, if we could just read on just a little bit here. Verse 17, and 18. Therefore, the sin of the young men was very grievous before the Lord, for the men abhorred the offering of the Lord. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded in a linen ephod. Now we don't know the age difference and all that kind of things, but we do know this about the sons there. If you read verse number 16, they certainly were older. It says, "If any man said unto him," Uh, Let them not fail to burn the fat presently. They take uh, as much as thy soul desires. Then he would answer, Nay, but thou shalt give it to me now. And if not, I will take it by force. And so you find, again, with these boys there, they were, again, pretty strong-willed individuals. Um, They would, again, be in a position that they would take things that uh, they wanted and that sort of thing. So they were greedy in a sense, if you would. Uh, verse number 18 it says and samuel ministered before the lord being a child girded in a linen ephod so here's samuel and he's ministering he's serving the lord in the same general vicinity as these other boys are ministering it says in verse number 19 moreover his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when he came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice and so in verse number 19 he sees his mom on a yearly basis his dad on a yearly basis and as far as we know that's all the the contact in general he had with them I don't know for sure but it seems like they come by and see him every year and they give him this little coat every year and so he's a special boy he's given a coat I believe it's somewhat a reminder of who he will become and what he'll be as a priest and I see in verse number 20 it goes on and talks about this family situation, this different raising, being raised situation. It says, "And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said unto the Lord, Give to thy the seed of this woman for the lo- for the loan which he has lent to the Lord.' And they went on to their own home, and and the Lord visited Hannah, and so she conceived, and she bare three sons and two daughters, and the child Samuel grew." Before the Lord, and so again, you have a different situation here. Samuel has brothers, three brothers, three sons verse twenty one says and and two daughters and he doesn't grow up with them, but he grows aside and away from them, and he grows up with this Eli, and it says in verse number twenty two it says and now Eli was very old and and heard all that his sons did in all Israel, how that they lay with the women and assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and so Anyways, you'll find again, he has some sons, and these sons are older, they're mature, they're wicked, they're lust filled. Uh, again, they're, they're not what they should be. It goes on there in verse number 23, He says, And he said unto them, Why do you such things? For I hear your evil dealings of all the people, name my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat him? Notwithstanding, they hearken not to the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay them. It goes on, and says in verse number 26, and the, and the child Sam grew on and was in favor, both with the Lord and with men. Now, he grows up and there's some boys in the householder Uh, certainly again connected with the household i don't know exactly how this works exactly and how these these two sons of eli are but they are greedy they are selfish they're lustful the bible mentions there again that they lay with the women there they transgress the things of the lord and uh, again eli again at least tries to rebuke them for what they do and uh, certainly again he was doing right by doing that but they the bible says uh, a of what he said is, "says they hearkened not to the voice of their father. They didn't listen to dad. Didn't want to listen to dad. Didn't want to follow dad. Didn't want to take that way. So, despite again a atypical, I say atypical, being a different kind of raising, being bowed out, being lent to the Lord, being in a position where he would serve the Lord and was called to." Follow the things of the Lord. The Bible says in verse number 26, and, and the child Samuel grew on. He was in favor both with the Lord and with men. And so I believe he grew in a position where he was doing things that are good by God and also good by men. You would say he probably grew up quite a character kind of a kid. He grew up wiser. He grew up better. He learned again from Eli. Eli was his. In a sense, stepfather, and very old at the same time, and he grew up in a priesthood. And uh, you find him grow, and he's ministry. He's been lent to the Lord. He's in a position where he's going to have a choice, I believe, in, in life whether to follow the Lord or or not follow the Lord. But let's pick up in chapter three, verse number seven. Chapter 3, verse number 1 says that Samuel, the child Samuel, ministered to the Lord, and so he was serving the Lord before he was saved. In verse 7 it says, And and, and Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of God yet revealed to him. And so as we read in chapter 3, he's in the same position to some degree as Eli's sons. They know not the Lord. But he's in a position where he doesn't know the Lord, and it's because I don't think he can understand the things of the Lord, know the salvation of the Lord. But I want us to read in verse number 18 and following as we uh, follow against Samuel's being raised, he hears from God, he's here hears God calls to him and that sort of thing. You're familiar with that part, but I want to just read towards the end of the chapter. It says in verse 18, And Samuel told him every wit and hid nothing from him, and he said, it is of the Lord, let him do what seemeth good. And and Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and did not let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. The Lord appeared on again in Shiloh and the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And so you see in verse number 19 that he's... A position where he's growing, and the Bible says in verse number eighteen, he let nothing, again, fall to the ground. If he heard something about God and the words of God, verse number nineteen and verse number eighteen indicate that he was listening. He was seeking to grow. He's seeking to grow in wisdom. Certainly, in a position where he wanted to know the Lord personally, not just pray to him and 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 serve there and minister there, but be in a position where he would know the Lord, and so. He, as we see there in the Bible, and I don't have time to, to look at that maybe as fully as one could, but he turned out. He matured. He blessed. He chose the Lord just like Moses chose the Lord. Let's turn to 1 first, uh, first Samuel 16. I want to come back here uh, in just a moment, but I just want to kind of show you a little bit about what happened to Samuel. Samuel became a prophet. He anointed Saul king. In verse number 4, it says about him, it says, verse, uh, Samuel 16, verse 4, it says, And Samuel did that which, was, which the Lord spake and came to Bethel, and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peacefully?' Now I just have you here in, in chapter 16, verse number 4, just to show you that Samuel is in a position where he's grown and mature, he's serving the Lord as a prophet. And what God says for him to do, that's exactly what he's going to do. It says, and, the, and, and, and Samuel did that which the Lord spake. He did that which the Lord wanted him to do. And so we see Samuel's life, a picture of someone, again, growing up in a, in a background that's very different than many people's background. Yet you see, in a sense, he turns out for the Lord. He follows the Lord. He gets saved by grace. And uh, he grows up listening to the Lord. And following the Lord and doing that which the Lord would have him to do Uh, let's turn back to first Samuel chapter 8 but what happens with these boys these boys that he grew up with well they grew up in a similar household same household again I I know that they grew up maybe again a few years earlier they seem to be quite a bit older than him and uh, but let's look at what the Bible says about uh, Samuel and Samuel's sons that follow him now this is, maybe seems unusual. You think about Samuel. Samuel seems to obey the Lord, follow the Lord, pray to the Lord. He serves the Lord. He hears visions of the Lord. He's a prophet of the Lord. Certainly someone saved by grace. But uh, notice here, 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse number 1. He also has some children. And uh, I want to look at them just a little bit. Also, 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse number 1, it says, And it came to pass, when Samuel was old... So this is a lot later on that he made his sons judges over Israel and the name of the firstborn was Joel and the name of his second Abiah and they were judges in Beersheba and his sons walked not in his ways but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel and Ramon and said unto him, Behold, thou art old and thy sons, walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king and judge us like all the other nations. And it goes on from there. But I, I just want to point out here, we see someone, some other children grow up. And I just want to point out their names here in the Bible. The Bible says in verse number 2, The firstborn of Samuel was Joel. The second was Abiah. And so they became judges in Beersheba. And so they certainly were trained to be judges. They were appointed to be judges. But yet the Bible says there, they walked not in his ways. They didn't walk in Samuel's ways, but they turned aside after what? After lucre. What's lucre? That's money. And they took bribes. They want money. And perverted judgment. Certainly be someone who could be bought as a judge. You see here very different, very different uh, children from their father. Samuel's boys were not like Dad. Joel and Abiah were not like Dad, in the way that they walked. The Bible says his sons walked not in his ways. He set some ways to walk. They didn't follow the ways that he walked. But the Bible says, but they turned aside after lucre, and they took bribes, and they perverted judgment. And so these boys took a very different direction. And, and, and again, kids can do that. Children can do that. Uh, how do some fare after they grow up? They turn aside to something else. Again, you see again with Joel and Abijah, they turned aside on the money, You see, in a sense, if you look at Eli's boys, they turn to lust, and they turn to, again, greed. And certainly this is something I I believe, again, we should consider, again, when it comes to children and parenting, some will turn aside after other things when they grow up. Even Moses, if you think about it, he turned aside. He turned aside, he turned from, he repented of the lifestyle they grew up with, he was to be a prince and that sort of thing, but he didn't grow up and stay that way. And so you say, what happens when people grow up? Well, people make choices when they grow up. They choose their way when they grow up. And so we see again with these that grow up, they grew up in very different ways. Some took a way that's right. Some took a way that's wrong. Let's turn to 2 Samuel chapter 5. I don't want to spend too much time looking at a bunch of different people but i think it's good sometimes to just if you just would look at your i mean look at the old testament look at the new testament and look at people growing up people grew up differently a lot of people different in different situations with different uh, parents with different uh, mothers and fathers some spiritual not some spiritual some wicked some some righteous some good some bad and Yet the children grow up sometimes very different than mom and dad or very similar to mom and dad. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse number 10. I would say, again, here we have another case of someone growing up, and I'm just going to look at a few verses concerning David's life. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time because most of you are pretty familiar with it. But he grew up in the country, and so he definitely grew up different. Than maybe you did or I did. I grew up a city boy, so to speak, and some people grow up uh, town kids or whatever it might be, but he grew up in in the country. He grew up at, to being a shepherd. And he grew up in a large family. I had seven brothers. And the Bible says here of him in Second Samuel chapter five, verse ten, it says, And and David went on and grew great, and the Lord of hosts was with them. Now this is sometime into his life in fact if you look at verse 4 it says david was 30 years old when he began to reign and he reigned uh, 40 years so he's 30 years old and the bible says he went on and grew great and the lord of hosts was with him and so david again chose salvation at a young age from his youth the bible says in the book of psalms he trusted in the lord And uh, the Bible mentions here, he grew great and the Lord was with him. Let's turn to 1 Kings chapter 15. I don't want to spend a lot of time on on David, but I just want to say about David, he had a godly father, I believe, in in, uh, in the father that he had, he grew up in a large family. And uh, you see here in the Bible, uh, him turning out right, but he's not turning out right necessarily. And I'm not trying to be someone negates your, your upbringing. But he's not turning out right because, you know, he has to do right. He chooses to do right. Look at these words here, in 1 Kings chapter 15, verse number 5. And David did that which is right in the eyes of the Lord, and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. So we talked about someone who had turned aside Sam's boys turned aside but David didn't turn aside you say why is that because he chose not to turn aside it says David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite now that's a blight on David Uriah the Hittite how he had Uriah the Hittite put to death and how he committed adultery and how his Child from that adulterous uh, relationship die and uh, all those sort of things. But his pattern in general was to choose that which is right. Now, you can look at these words here in verse number five, where it says, And he did that which is right in the eyes of the Lord. And you can find it says that of David, it says that of Samuel, it says that of Esau, it says that of Hezekiah, it says that of Josiah, that says that of Uzziah. It says that of Jonathan. It says of a number of different people, but they chose it. They chose to do right. He did that which is evil. That's King Amnon. That's Absalom. That's Adonijah. That's Rehoboam. That's Ahaz. That's Johaz. That's Jehoiakim. But some of these are the sons of good men. That's Manasseh, son of Hezekiah. That's Ahaz, son of Jotham, a decent king. Uh, you could go on and, and look at some other sons. I mean, three sons of Josiah were not good kings, but they were kings nonetheless. But you say, what, what makes the difference there? The Bible says there, back in verse number 15, it says, And David did that which is right in the eyes of the Lord. He chose to do that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. These others, they did that which is evil in the eyes of the Lord. They chose a different course. They chose to turn aside. And so as you consider the the individuals in the Bible, you'll find it's really a matter of choice when you grow up. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to encourage you young people, especially here, to choose right over wrong. I mean, you're choosing right now, but choose right over wrong as you grow up. No matter where life takes you, You'll find that David did that which is right all the days of his life. Samuel did that which is right, in a sense, all the days of his life. doesn't mean they lived a perfect life. Neither one of them did. But they chose a course of truth, and they chose a course of right. And that's certainly a good course to take. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to make missteps. We're all going to, again, sometimes do things that aren't pleasing to God. But the general course of these men's life was choosing right. It says of Moses here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 24, it says, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. You know, Moses had the choice of having a life of pleasure for a season for as long as he was around as long as he lived I believe again he could have lived in luxury he could have lived with a lot of different things and he could have lived a very different way being the son of Pharaoh's daughter but he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season someone says well was that a right choice was that a good choice well verse 26 says this esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt for every respect to the recompense of the reward. Again, I don't know exactly what this is saying there, but I do know that, again, when someone chooses Christ and chooses the way of salvation, they're going to choose, in a sense, the possibility of suffering with the people of God rather than a life of pleasure. Is that a wrong choice to make? No, that, this, this Bible says that's a right choice. Seeing him who was invisible, he looked past his life, his, his short life, our short life, and looked to the future and chose to forsook Egypt. He turned his back on Egypt. He turned his back on the false religion. He turned to God. He turned to a life of faith. And follow Jesus in the way. There's a lot we could talk more about Moses. But let's turn to Acts chapter 7. I just want to say this about Moses. And again, we're just going to talk about him a little bit before we finish off the message here tonight. In Acts chapter 7 and verse number 22, he matured. He grew in knowledge and wisdom. And uh, that's what we want to see. We want to see, again, each one of us come to a place of maturity where we can make wise choices and the right choices choose salvation, choose the Savior, choose to serve God, and uh, follow the Bible's faith. Acts chapter 7, verse 22, it says, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and was mighty in words and deeds. So he learned. He learned about the faith, I'm sure, of the Egyptians. He learned about the history of the Egyptians. He learned... All kinds of things about uh, the, the wisdom of this world. And yet, he rejected all those things. Again, as he learned these things, he had to choose what he wanted to do. He had a broad-based academic upbringing. He had a heathen upbringing. He probably had the influence of his mother to some degree as he was being raised there to some degree, in his father and his sister, and all those kind of things. But he chose to align himself with the people of God rather than choosing this, this thing of the wisdom of the world. Let's turn to Romans chapter 16. Now, I believe it's good for us to, again, grow up. And as we grow up, it's good for us to know certainly a little bit about the other side. I mean, sides, whatever it might be, creation, evolution, abortion, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, any, any kind of issue, kind of know both sides of the story. What's, what's liberal, what's Democrat, what's Republican, what's libertarian, uh, what's, again, our country's, again, uh, beliefs and all these kind of things. I'm not saying you have to know everything, uh, but here's a good palm line on maybe what to know or what to get to know. Uh, Romans chapter 16, verse number 19, it says, For your Venus has come abroad unto all men. I'm glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet, I would have you to be wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Wise to that which is good. So, we should know what's good, what's right, and certainly have some um, thoughts on what is evil. It says simple concerning evil. We don't need to know all the ins and outs of all the evil things that are going on in society we need to grow in maturity so that we can choose at some point we're going to choose are we going to walk with the lord walk in the truth follow the truth or are we going to turn aside again let's turn to psalm 144 and we'll close here tonight Uh, people choose different courses in life and it's someone says well it has a lot to do with their parents it it does to some degree. If you you and I try to teach our children the truth, it's very much more probable that they can come to the truth. And they come to that which is right and, and wise and those sorts of things, but they can choose against it, as we also saw here tonight. Psalm 144, verse number two, 12, it says, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their use, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude. And so we want our children to, no matter how they grow up, grow up to the place where if they're lent to the Lord, they're taught to serve the Lord and uh, trained to follow the Lord to some degree, that they, like Samuel and David and others, would choose that course, just like Moses. wasn't really trained that way, but chose that way. Choose God rather than the ways of the world. Let's close as we consider The word of God here tonight.